This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. very very best friends in the world we have known each other. and if you hear tooting it is the chair i'm not ripping and kara's not either than even no. e- although you are nine months pregnant so if you were to pass gas it would be totally acceptable no one would judge me right no one would judge you that won't be happening today but it might happen from this yeah this one yeah no i'm not passing gas it's the chair okay so everyone <laughs> if you hear things that sound like farts it's not just Putting that out there. I'm just going to go ahead and start this podcast off super cozy and comfy. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. real. <laughs> so, Kara Lord Ertz. That's me. Your full name. You are a vision. You are Ugh. beautiful. Your soul is the most beautiful thing of you. We have always connected on a soul level. We've always. been friends for what, 15 years? I 20? 15, has it been 20 years? There's no way. Has it been 20 years? I don't I know. think maybe at least 15. I know that much. At least 15. So, we met back in the day. Like, how old were we met? I want to say we were maybe like 22. And now how old are we? <sighs> Don't count. Don't I'm count. 38, almost 39. No, I'm 38. Pregnant 30. at 38. How is that? It's been, she's been so easy on me, which I've been so grateful for. Um, being pregnant during the pandemic has been a little interesting. We thought the pandemic would be over right. by the time we had baby girl, <laughs> but she's been really easy. She's been super chill. And um, this last few few days have been kicking my butt a little bit, but I'm just grateful I'm at 37 weeks and just like what a blessing here for it. I mean, I'm just here for it every single day that I have her and that she's safe in there. I'm just grateful. So it's been so beautiful and I just 
I don't know. I'm just really thankful that she's going to be with us in a couple of weeks, which is so incredible. Oh, to say. my God. 24 days. 24 days is when she's supposed to be here. I'm so excited that I get to like be at the end of this, like right before she's coming, like the last moment before Liv is here. So Liv. Liv is her name. And yes. something that I love about Kara so much is Kara is a big manifester, big soulful person, highly connected to your soul, to yourself. That's we've like we've been soul sisters for a long time. For a very long time long time like we just get each other like there's like back in the day when we were in college though and everyone's like you know just getting drunk and like pursuing music and all sorts of like dreams and stuff we were actually just like having soul conversations all the time (laughs) (laughs) we've always stars align and like we've having this conversation about like how beautiful life is and like how this is the very moment that defines us and people are like what are you talking about what are you actually talking about we know what we're talking about (laughs) we know what we're talking about okay totally so we've always been connected to the soul and and something that's amazing is kara has always talked about live like this child in your yeah. stomach, this girl. So you have a beautiful, precious angel boy Rhodes yes. who we're going to talk about his story yes. and y'all's journey together, which yes. is absolutely amazing. And this is Valentine's day, by the way, that yes. we're recording this. So it's the day of love, which is so fitting for you, Kara. It's insanely fitting, but you have been, you have known that live has existed forever, forever. Tell me about that because that to me is wild. Like when you told me you're pregnant, I'm like, oh, it's a girl on her. It's Liv. It's Liv. I, I, I literally was like, oh, Liv's coming. Liv's coming because you've always said you were going to have a daughter yeah. named Liv. And even when I sent you the video of the gender announcement, you were like, oh, I knew it was a girl. Yeah. I mean, I'm crying, but like, of course it's Liv. I mean, of like, course yeah. it's a girl. Like, shocker. <laughs> I can't even explain it. It's like the weirdest thing just knowing she was going to exist. Like, Brendan and I, my husband would always talk about it. And we were like, listen. We know we're not done. We want to have one more child because we feel like Liv exists. And if we don't try again, she will never have a shot at this life. And I know she's going to do big things. I know she's going to take on the world. And so trying wow. at 38, you know. I so mean, you did this for Liv. Like you did this because you knew Liv needed to come here. We, we've known Whoa. for a long time. Okay, that's some pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. And for Rhodes as well, because Liv does mean shelter and protector. And we'll obviously get into that when you want, but that I never knew that was the name, the, the meaning of her name. You never knew this never whole time. Knew, you always knew you were going to have a girl and you never always knew, knew you were going to name her Liv and you had no idea that her name was shelter and protector. No. And that literally made me sob. I was just like, she has, she has so much she's going to do in this world, but like that in itself is the most beautiful role. Like one of her major roles that she's going to play in life is going to be, a protector and a shelter for her sweet brother and they're going to be a little tribe and I've always known she was going to be here and just that feeling of certainty I don't know where it comes from the universe the stars God I don't know but when they told us we were having a girl we both fell to our knees and we were just like it's Liv she's coming here she is and I have chills so I'm so thankful. <laughs> just like it's been a really beautiful journey. And you have been on a journey. You have a tattoo on your arm, the letter, the letter three, the, the number three. three. I want to talk about that. But I yeah. want to talk about your journey because yes. first off, let's start with your music journey. Before okay. we get into Rhodes, your amazing, precious angel son, Rhodes. How old is Rhodes now? He's five and a half. Five and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stealing all the hearts. Stealing all the hearts. Ugh, especially boy. his mama's. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You and Brennan, y'all were high school sweethearts. Were y'all junior high sweethearts? We were basically high school sweethearts. I moved here like right out of high school. So every all of his high school buddies are like, we claim her. She's like 
she's the one. So yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, so you met your hubs, Brennan, yes. in high school. Yes. And y'all fell in love. Mm-hmm. And y'all were just like this instant couple, so much love, so much musical talent. Yes. Y'all started creating music together right away, right? Right away. All these songs that were writing, about, they were about him. And everything was like, secretly I'm in love with you. And he was like, what? Who's this about? And like, it's you. It's all you. So yeah. I'm How did you know you love Brennan so early? Because like, I love stories. Girl. I love love stories of people who like knew at this young age. Because even though there's like all stories are great, and it's great when you meet someone older. It's great when you meet someone at yeah. any part of the journey. But I I love young love stories too because to grow with someone in like you and Brennan have grown together and you've experienced so much together. Yeah. That is such a treasure to have that with someone when that is your story, which it's you and Brennan's and y'all have Absolutely. such an amazing <sighs> connection you. and y'all like your marriage is so strong. You have always stayed connected to each other, which is hard to do when you've been together that long. Oh, it's not easy, especially no. meeting at such a young age. We talk right. about that all the time. We're like, we have literally grown up, up together and are still so in love and so grateful for each other. I mean, we still like to make out. Oh, totally. It's like the best. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) I just, it's like live. I can't explain it. I was super fickle. I was never like into like just one guy. I was always like, whatever, he's fine. Like, you know, chase me. Right. Mm -hmm. I saw Brennan and I'm like, there's something about this guy. I cannot figure it out, but he intrigued me. He just, he just, he like moved me. And yeah, of course he was like beautiful and don't get a big head, Brennan, but yeah, Brennan, like don't you dare you deflate your head right now. Deflate okay. It. <laughs> but there was something about him, like a, a magnetic force. And we just clicked. And I told my friend like a week after I met him, I'm like, shit, I met my husband. Can I cuss? Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yes. sorry. I'm like, I met him. I, I know I'm going to marry this guy. And how old were you? I was like 19. That's a lot to know you're going to marry someone at 19. It was. And I wasn't ready. It was like, I wrote a song called I'm Not Ready to Fall in Love. I was not like, I'm like. I, but can, Brandon, you couldn't stop the love train. No, he was like, Mm-mm, we're doing this. And like, he was in love too. So yeah, I think it took him like a little bit longer. Not that he wasn't immediately, but it just, he he said that he started to notice that I, he, he told his dad, he was like, is it me or is Kara getting prettier? And his dad said, you're falling in love with her. You're seeing her for her, not oh. just the exterior. And, and it was like he started to he started to fall in love with me, my heart. And I thought that that was pretty cool. I immediately was just like, this is my guy. I know it. everything is. I He was nothing like any guy I'd ever dated. What I, was it that you were looking for that Brennan had that you didn't know you were looking for? But when you saw it in him, you, you knew it. He just had such an intense spirit and an intensity about him that I was like, that is so attractive to me. And he, he seemed like the most genuine, such kind, a good guy, good guy. He didn't know how awesome he was, which was kind of cool too, because I'm like, okay, he doesn't have this huge head. Like he, he just was the genuine, awesome person. And I'm like, I love this about him. And we, we were really good friends. Like we just connected so well and we like worked on music together and we had so much chemistry. It was like an immediate magnetic force and y'all both are very centered in god and a higher power too yes and you were from the beginning right from the very beginning yeah which was really which really important to both of us do you think having god at the center point of your relationship has been why y'all have been able to have such a strong relationship for so long it has to be there's no other explanation for it especially through all the trials and the tribulations and all the things we've gone through i mean tell me some of the things y'all have gone through my parents got divorced after being together for 20 Married 20 years and completely had no idea. It blindsided you? Completely out of nowhere blindsided me. And How old were you? I was 
20. So you had just met Brennan. No, I'm sorry. 20. I'm sorry. No, 20, 24. Okay. So it, it was, we were dating for a few years, Okay. but it was right before he wanted to propose to me when they were, when all that went so down. So your whole foundation was shook. Completely gone. Completely gone. What did that do to you when your parents got divorced? Crushed like me. What did it make you think about life and about relationships? I looked at every single picture on my wall. This is so sad. I looked at every photo and I said, that smile's a lie. That smile's a lie. How can this photo be real? My mom and dad are sitting next to me and they're smiling and they aren't happy. And I was so, I was so in love with Brennan, but I was looking at him and I was like, what if we, what if this happens to us? How does this happen to my parents? They, all of my, all of my friends were like, I want to, my parents to be like your parents because they were so affectionate, so loving. They were like the example that everyone wanted to be like, but there were just so many difficult things underneath the surface that they didn't connect on, you know, just a lot of different things that just kind of eventually erupted and they couldn't do it anymore after the kids were out of the house. And that's such a common story. Mm-hmm. They, they hold on for the kids to leave. Yeah. And, and then- it's even harder when you're older because you think you're set up for life. You think I'm going to be going to take my kids to, you know, Christmas when I'm 50 with my, at my parents' house. And these are such beautiful gifts and blessings that a lot of people like take for granted that I haven't experienced not to be a poor martyr, but that shook the foundation. And Brennan still asked my dad if he could propose to me through, through all of that. And we still like got engaged a couple months later and he was like, he was my rock. So your parents got divorced right before you got engaged. Yes. Like months before. Isn't that so interesting how like things happen like that huge life events. It's like you go so many years of your life and like you kind of like coast things aren't like, you know, you're like moving through it, figuring it out. And then all of a sudden it's like, not only do you get hit with one giant thing, you get hit with so many giant things at once. What is that? Is it just your energy shifting? You're ready to like move to a new level in life. It feels like it. It feels like when it rains, it pours, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Like it just, it's crazy how it all kind of comes down at once. I, I was blindsided completely, Caroline, like completely blindsided. Okay. So then how did you move into getting married with Brennan and having trust when all of a sudden your whole foundation is shook? I mean, we did some premarital counseling, like with an awesome guy who um, was through our church and that was incredible. And Brennan was just like, never left my side. He was there. He was like, I know. And I was grouchy. Like there were some times when I just was like, this is not happening. How could this be? He was there through the whole thing. He loved me through it all, through the hard times. And that right there set the tone for our marriage because it can't always be perfect, beautiful, like sunshine and roses. I mean, you're going to go through hard times in your marriage. Absolutely. And ours started off with that, you know, and he. It kind of shows how he was there there for it. Yeah. You're so right, because that is the thing about about marriage. And like now that I've been married for like ever too and with Michael for so long it's like literally you have all these seasons and like you look back on your relationship with your spouse and I love the hard times too because mm-hmm. you have this chance if you lean into them and you both are working on your marriage and you both are working on yourself and you're both trying to grow and move forward right. and stay connected to your higher self to your partner then you get through those times and you didn't throw in the towel and it's like you have this depth of your heart and your love that you can it's indescribable and it's priceless because you have to live through it to get that yeah exactly you have to like you've seen some serious miles together to like see it through to the end and sharing that together you don't just share that with anybody like you and Michael have seen like things together Brenda and I have seen things together that other people haven't and it's part of your history. You know? And you do like mold into one person because I feel like you do. You totally do because it's now it's like all the things I think about that. Like I, I would 
this is so, I don't even know why. Michael always is like this. He's like, why do you like kill great moments with like negative things? Because I'm like, if I ever like was widowed or something, I would never remarry. Like, why do I even say that? Why did I even say that? Because I'm like getting to know someone and loving someone. I would never so want to do much. it again. I know. Like, I would never want to do this again with someone. I know. That was the, I went down a dark pessimistic road to try to give a compliment. Okay. <laughs> but it's so true. But it's so true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I know. Okay. So y'all get married. I'm sorry I said that. Was that terrible? Was no. that I'm just like killing the vibe. No, you're not killing the vibe. I'm trying not it's to be a vibe love. killer. I'm such no. an oversharer. I I, I, I word vomit and then sometimes I'm like, why did I say all that? Allie, my sweet intern's here, and like I just took her to meet Taylor because we did a fitting. Oh. And I was like, it. prepare yourself oh, yeah. for Taylor. The Taylor's the best, but you will see everything in the whole world. Taylor Lynn, everyone follow her we on love Instagram. Her. Taylor Lynn. Everything's Finger. on eleven. Everything's on eleven. Yeah. She is so I love she's a firecracker yes. but there's you'll never meet another never. person like taylor you'll never meet another I person like taylor i love taylor taylor okay so shout out to taylor yeah. but so and kara and i have been that's the thing i love about you we have just we have grown up as friends together and we like have. we can't replace a friendship like this Mm-mm. because you can have all sorts of people in your mm-hmm. life all sorts of friends in your life but someone who you have grown with from these young trying years into adulthood into marriage into motherhood into music, all of the, like y'all moved to LA for a season, then you came back and it was like, you never skipped a beat. No. So, no amount of time can go by. I mean, we're still the same. Like, it's, I'm so grateful for that. It's incredible. It's absolutely a treasure. So you and Brennan got married. He loved you through all that. Uh-huh. And y'all are now doing music. Like you have, you feel sure fitted with him in your marriage. He's given you this foundation of stability, even though you feel rocked to your core. Yes. Um, so what happens now? Because y'all have had several opportunities for record deals. You've had mm-hmm. record deals. You've been signed. You've had yes. giant sinks and movies and TV shows. Like your music is, if people are watching a lot of hit TV shows, you will probably have heard the vinyl <laughs> pinups. That's the name of Kara's band with her husband, Brendan and Kara. It's called the vinyl pinups. And it y'all does. have TV and music, TV and um, film, film sinks all over, yeah. which a sink is like a song that you wrote that gets yes. synced in a show. Yes. So how did y'all then decide, okay, we're married and now we're just going to completely work together too. Cause that's a lot of togetherness. It is a lot of togetherness actually. I mean, we did do a lot of that when we were dating. So it kind of naturally just progressed into all of that, but we were just like young kids in Nashville writing, playing shows, like doing music, hanging out with all of our musician friends. It was just naturally part of who we were. And then when we decided we wanted to move to LA, we wanted to like, you know, transcend and elevate and like, why not? Let's do it before we have kids. Let's like go do something exciting and adventurous. How did you know there was time to move to LA? Because that's a big decision. When you all decide, you all, also this is like live. I'm such a free spirit. Like Brennan was like, I'm from Nashville. Let's like stay here. And I was like, let's go do something fun. Why not? And he was like, let's go. I don't know. I just, you get these feelings and you know, it's like your bigger calling. It's crazy. And and you know that feeling like I you, do know that you've feeling. got that feeling. And that's I how know. I was when I cut my hair and dyed it yeah. brown. I literally woke up one day and I was like, I have to cut my hair and Today's dye it brown. Day, right. Like I have to do this. Like you had been talking about it's LA. Fabulous, by the way. Thank you. I love it. The way you had been talking about LA was the way you were talking about live. Like there, yes. it came a point where there's like a year or two where you were talking about it, where you had to go to LA. Yes. Like and you I had to you about go. this, right? Yes. We were like, we've got to go. We've just got to do it. Like if you didn't go, I feel like you would have regretted that. I think so too. And that's what we had talked about. We were like, listen, we know we want to travel. We want to see the world. We want to do things. We're so young. We've got all of this life to live. I mean, why not do it now while we can? And we literally, we, we look back now and we're like, what were we thinking? We had we were essentially homeless when we moved out there. We didn't have anything lined up. We tried to be type A and like call everybody and be like, let's schedule an appointment to check out the apartments. 
Nothing could be done until you were out there. So we literally closed the Nashville door for a moment. We're driving with our car on the back of the the U-Haul, like with no home in sight. You didn't have a home when you moved out there? No, we stayed at my friend Charity and Josh's house on their their floor on a blow-up mattress for like 12 days. We like looked online every night to try to find an apartment. You had no job? No job. Any any money? I mean, we had some, but like in the grand scheme of things, like we were like, (laughs) Whoop, let's do this. Like, we're going to be just fine. And See, there is some beauty to just that youth and just yeah. going for it. But we got a phone call like three days when we were there, like that all these opportunities were opening up and like we had like a job lined up for like some like jingle company. It was like silly, but like significant, like steady money to kind of hold us over until we started getting the sync thing going. And until Gold Race, you know, caught fire. Gold like, Race is a, like went viral. That's one of y'all songs. It went viral. It was like... On all the Wawa's. I mean, the Wawa oh, commercials. Oh, the Wawa's, those banks, right? Um, the, um, oh my gosh, what, pregnant brain. The gas station. Gas stations. Yes. Wawa. It was their like theme song, which might sound cheesy, but like, that's those not are, cheesy. Those, those are, are fun. huge opportunities. They're not only like yeah. great opportunities to have your music heard, but also financially great opportunities. It was amazing. Yes. And then Ryan Seacrest found the song and he. Ryan Seacrest found the song? He did. He was the one that like. Like did like this huge premiere or whatever on Gold Rays because we wrote Gold Rays in the dead of winter and he premiered it like January or something and it was like the sunshiny song. Everyone needed it. Everyone needed it. And it and caught to fire. stand out though in LA though, that is really hard to stand out like that in LA because everyone is talented. Everyone is beautiful. Everyone is writing all these songs. Like how do you stand out like that? You it's, trust your intuition and God. It's got to be those two things. It has to be. That's the theme of your life. It's got to be. That is my theme. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You just like told me what it was without even realizing it. Well, because like to take big risks like that, where there's so many other people trying to take the same risk. It's like if you try to get caught up in the competition and like the feeling like it's a scarcity thing where you, right. you know, you could get lost in that. But yeah. you believed that this is where you're supposed to do. You felt it mm-hmm. in your depth of your soul. Stayed the course. Stayed the course. Trusted it. Didn't hesitate. Just kind of went and jumped right in. But that, you know, the Ryan Seacrest thing kind of got, I mean. And also you had no, and that's another thing. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, it's okay. People who listen to my podcast are like, she interrupts too much. But I had to say this before I forget. Say it. The thing is, you have, when you're taking these giant risk and these jumps, it is also terrifying because you, like you guys, you didn't know what you were doing. You had no plan. Oh no. The only plan you have is that you feel it in your soul. Yeah. And you just have to take one step at a time and know, well, what's the worst that can happen? You could fail, but I think that failing is not trying. If you don't even try, then you're definitely going to fail. If you try and you still and you still fail, then at least you know you tried and, and you it's won't not have any regrets. Failing because you learn something. You've got, you always learn something. You got a new piece of information. You got new wisdom that you De- will carry with you to a new experience. Yeah, and you can share that with other people. You know, like along the way. And it might open journey. a door. You yeah. know, another door that like yeah. that opportunity didn't work out how you thought it would, but it actually worked out because now it led you somewhere else. Definitely, I know it's it's crazy the whole the ride in itself. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. 
But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. But the Ryan Seacrest thing sparked um, a publishing company to reach out and they offered us a publishing deal. And so we've been with Network for a while. And, you know, they have got like an office in Canada and in L.A. and New York and London. They're they're a nice, great company. We love working for them. It just like one thing led to another led to another. And then you were writing with other artists and the TV and sync world just kind of opened up for us because we weren't touring as much then. We were we were playing shows in LA, but like... Because y'all signed a record deal as Vinyl Pinups. We did. We Who were, did you sign with? We were with... Um, Republic. Republic, thank you. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to blame as much as I can on the pregnant <laughs> brain, but like, it's real. Don't worry, I know your story. <laughs> you okay, so story. you and y'all signed with Republic. You we were with, with a big a label. Yeah, and that was great. Kind of side story. At the same time, Michael, my husband, was in a band, A Thousand Horses. And Brennan was also in the band, A Thousand Horses, for a minute. Yeah. They were signing a record deal. I know. You got off- Brennan got offered a record deal with Interscope with A Thousand Horses. At the same time, Kara and Vinyl Pinups got offered yeah. a record deal with Republic. As Monty a- Lippman called me. He's like, I'm hanging out with Colby Calais right now. We're all going to be best friends. And I was like... What? Monty Lemon's like the head of what? this label. Yeah. Huge, legendary the CEO. CEO. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, I mean, okay, sure, I'll be your best friend. Dreams come true. But I just think that's also funny. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, you have this dream of music and a record deal, and it's not like you were out there seeking it, and all of a sudden, two record deals are being presented. You know, it's crazy how it when it rains, crazy. it pours when I you're know. on your path. It's true. You're so you're so right about that. But you still that. have hard decisions because Brennan had to make that decision. Do I yes. pursue the band? Do I pursue what's with my wife? You have to ultimately trust your intuition. You have to. That's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because like sometimes you have too many good decisions. Sometimes you have no decisions and no opportunities. And sometimes you have too many opportunities. Isn't it wild? You're like, what? Life is crazy. <laughs> 
You're like, what am, what's going on here? Like, I know, sometimes it's like nothing's happening and then it's like too much is happening. It feels like nothing happens for a long time and then everything happens yes. and you're just like, oh, what am I like trying to like keep your head above water? Yes. Good or bad. So you'll have this record deal. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest discovered you. Yes. You've gone viral. Gold Rays is all over the, the, the radio and it's like now it's being synced and yes. the Wawa's this big national gas station yes. that's all over the place. So you're kind of crushing it. You're living in LA, you're hot, yeah. you're young, you got uh, you got jobs, you got music. Are you feeling great? We were feeling on top of the world. I mean, are you just feeling on fire? Feeling on fire, feeling like we're really in our place, loving it, going on hikes every day, like soaking up that vitamin D. Oh, just living that LA oh. healthy lifestyle. Drinking those juices, you know, like not eating <laughs> and just being like so fabulous, right? Like <laughs> yes. so detoxes, you know. Yes, yes. It was awesome. And it was a really great time in our life where we just felt like we were living to the fullest. Mm. And I don't know, it was just like a fun time. We even like were walking down the street one time. I don't know if you know this. And a limousine was driving by and the limousine, they all rolled their windows down and they were honking at us. And it was a thousand horses. Did you know this? Like you're just so in sync. We they randomly were walking down the road. Like they saw me and Brendan walking our dog Mojo and while they were driving by on the limo and they happened to see us, the universe collide at the exact same time. They're like, what up? Why were they in a limousine? I think that they were they were in LA for some. They like, probably just signed their record deal. Probably. Oh my god, what a time! But what I a just time! Feel like pinups and horses. We've always it's just always had intertwined. Meant meant so, you know, there are like soul people that you. I'm gonna like divert here. Like, you know, I think we make agreements. I, I've I've done a lot of like spiritual searching, and I feel like we make agreements with souls that c- to come into this life together to experience it. And I feel like we must have made an agreement because I wow. do feel like we're super intertwined. I love this. I'm so glad we made that agreement. I am too. I'm into it. I mean, me too. Okay, so <laughs> how long were you in LA? Five years. Five years, and then all of a sudden you said, "I need to get knocked up now." Just like Pretty Kara much. got her feeling again. Pretty much. You get these feelings. Liv will be here. We will move to LA. I will be pregnant. Like it just hit you. You just know when God's speaking to you. I was like, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity of having a child. Like I at least want to try. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay. But I want to try. I just want to. And so we did. And I don't know if you know, we had a miscarriage for the first time, which I never I talked remember about. remember that. Never talked about that. Because you actually, you had told me when you were pregnant that first time. Do you know what's real? I'm going to cry. Cry. I was wearing this. Do you remember the picture of you, me, and Amanda? And we were at Whole Foods. We were at Whole Foods when I told you I was I was pregnant with our first. And I wore this today because I'm pregnant with my third. I don't know why. I just wanted to wear it today. It was like the the first time I told you I was pregnant with our first. I wore this. So I wore it today with our third. And three kind of goes in with like the third child. But it's very symbolic. So how was that miscarriage? How did, how did that hit you? I was young. I was probably 30. And... You know, being in the music industry at that time, you're just so concerned about what people think about you. I was so nervous that people were going to like not be receptive to the fact that I wanted to have a family. And I can, I was just like, I know I can do both. I can be a mom. I can do the music thing. So I didn't tell a lot of people about that miscarriage. And now that I've had a kid and that I have another one on the way, I feel kind of like I was doing a disservice to that child or to to that situation just because it I feel like anything in life deserves to be talked about even if it's hard mm. even if it's even if it's uncomfortable mm. and mm. I don't know I just it feels like it went by the wayside and it's something I never really talked about it was not fun it was very painful 
And I like think emotionally and physically? Emotionally, very emotionally. I mean, I remember driving back. We, Me and my, my husband and my mother-in-law actually drove back from Nashville to LA. We did like a three-day like long road trip. And I was still kind of going through all that emotionally and all that. And I, I drove. I was like, I want to drive. I literally didn't want to share the drive with them. I was like, I'm going to drive us. I was like driving away from those emotions. Really? It felt like a journey because, you know, I actually like had my miscarriage in, in Franklin, like on Brennan's birthday. You it did? was, it was like awful. This is getting really real. I had my miscarriage at the BMI awards in a dress. Like everyone's up there celebrating awards and I am in the middle of a miscarriage Ugh. and I had the full, like actual, the most of it in the bathroom at the BMI awards. And I literally <sighs> held it in my hands and said a little prayer and flushed it down the toilet. I did not know that Caroline. See, this is what needs to, we need to talk about these things because it's like, that is hard. It's really hard. I never gave it the, I like dealt with it a lot, but I like just tried to like block that. it off. I never knew that mm-hmm. because it's like the epitome of, of the celebration, like life around you. Everybody's so happy. And then quietly behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you're dealing with something that's so tumultuous. Yeah. That, oh, I love so you. I love, I love you. Too. Okay. So I love you. Let's send a little prayer to those babies. Yeah. They're sweet little babies. Yeah. That are still out there in their souls, you know, and they came here to teach us a lesson. We'll see them one day. We will. They're okay. probably friends. They are. I'm sure they are. So, okay. You have <sighs> had the miscarriage and you kind of like brushed it under the rug for a minute because you yeah. just weren't really wanting to deal with it. And because I'm, I'm strong, I can do this. You're That's strong. what I thought. I was so strong. I could like. I'll just forget about it. That's mm-hmm. what I did. Mm-hmm. Stuffed mm-hmm. it down. And then what happened after that? Like, how did you feel emotionally? How did you, what were the next steps of moving on? Full force. Let's do music. This is, this wasn't for us. We're you didn't want to have, you don't want to try again. We were like, not right now until six months later. And then I was like, I want to try again. And we tried again and we got pregnant with Rhodes. Okay. Like immediately. Like after a few months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which was so, so you're exciting. Pregnant. And you're excited and you're sharing so it. So excited. You're telling people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I remember that too. Like that <sighs> feeling. And now I look back on the music industry. I'm not even in the music industry anymore. So anyone listening thinking that like you are stuck in like that you have to do something for a career to be accepted. Like I was the same way. I was like, I'm never going to make it in the music industry if I'm pregnant or like right. whatever. You have all this pressure that you have to be this certain way. Like that's why I cut my hair care because I always thought I had to be long and blonde, which is beautiful. But like I finally realized like I don't have to do things no. for anyone to make it anywhere. Like if you're going to make it, it's because your soul mm-hmm. is leading you there and that's your destiny if you're in alignment with it. But like oh, I, I was that. the same way. I was like, I can't be pregnant. I got to wait forever to have a baby because I got to make it in the music industry. You're like, what? I never really made it in the music industry and I'm, and I'm not even in it anymore. Yeah, and, and who cares? And who's making these rules for our life? Right. Like, no, no. I'm so glad you chopped your hair off because first of all, you look beautiful Thank you. always. Thank you. And second of all, like I'm chopping mine off as soon as I have her. I'm Chop. done. Yes. Just it feels like shedding off freedom, old layers, freedom. Yes. This is not, this doesn't defy us. This right. Is, we have so much more to offer than what you see on the exterior. I agree. I love oh, that. I love it too. So you got pregnant with Rhodes. Yes. And how was that experience? It was great. It was, I was the only girl like in LA. I felt like at the time that was pregnant, like, <laughs> like you're on your own. You didn't have any friends pregnant. No. Nothing. So it was just me and like the pop physique classes, like trying to do a bar, like <laughs> up until like month eight, I was like, okay, I can't like do it anymore. You know? And mm-hmm. like, people were like, whoa, like you're about to pop. And I'm like, I know it was not like being pregnant in the South. Let me tell you, it was very <laughs> different and fun, but also like, 
it's been like way more fun being pregnant in the South. Let's yeah. be real. People are like, oh, what do you want, honey? You want a biscuit? Like, <laughs> yeah. want some gravy? Out there, they're like, oh, girl, like, you better like tuck it in. Oh, God. A little bit. It was God. a little bit. But oh. It's okay. Thank God you're not in that right now. Okay. Yes. So you had, you're happy to be pregnant. You're kind of just like in your own little world. Yes. And here comes Rhodes. And we actually, a thousand horses in all of the band family, we were on the road. I think the guys were out with like Jason Aldean at that time. Yeah. And we had rented this house in the Hollywood Hills and it was like amazing. All of the guys were there. All the wives were there. Everybody was there. It's like a mansion. It was like a mansion. We were like, we were living that life. Yeah, girl. And Kara and Brennan and Rhodes came over. Like he was like three weeks old. He was tiny. And you brought him over to our Hollywood Hills mansion. Yep. And we like hung out, like we like passed him around. Like everybody mm-hmm. loves on him. We were like, we miss home. And that's when, honestly, that was one of the moments when we were like, we're coming back. We miss our family. We miss our friends. We miss our roots. We want to have community, have community. And and LA is a great place. But when you have a family out there, you feel so isolated. Mm. It's just a young game. Mm-hmm. And even though we were young parents, it just didn't feel right. And so just like everything else, I said, we're moving. We're going back home. Like I knew it. And Brennan was like, what? Brennan's just along for the ride. I love it. He's like, okay, Kara's got that feeling again. God's talking to Kara again. Here we go. <laughs> I, he goes, Kara, you even said like, I'm going to Nashville. You you can come if you want. And he was like, well, I'm, I've got to come. And I'm like, I'm, we're going, we're going to Nashville. He's you like, just knew. All right, let's go. I want to get on this Nashville journey, but like, how do you know when God's talking to you? What does that feel like? Cause I feel like people need to like listen to this to, to understand that like God talks to all of us and it's like through feelings that he like gives us inside of us. God, Caroline, that's like such a tough question. Like how do you does feel it, it too? Yes. You- I feel it when God talks to me. It's like, it, it's like it stops me in my tracks and it's like, if I don't do it, I feel so much resistance that I'm not going into where I feel like I know I need to go. Yes. It's almost like a pull. The yes. best way to describe it for me is a magnetic feeling that like it just draws you in and you don't second guess it mm-hmm. whatsoever. You have to do it. You have to and do if it. If you don't do it, you feel like you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, you feel, you just feel lost. Yes. But the thing about it too is that it doesn't always happen. So when it does happen, you you like definitely recognize it. There's no mistaking it. You know, this is God talking to me for sure. And then Telling you just have you to follow do. it. You, you have, have to. no idea where it's going. That's the no. other scary part. But it's also like, I feel like you can have bravery with it because when you get those feelings of knowing and you do have the courage to like trust that it is something higher, you will be led down to the right road, but it might be messy. It might be a wild journey. You might get painful, might be super painful, Mm. but it is like God will lead you where you know you're supposed to go always, but you got to stick it out. You have to. And it's, it's not easy. Mm mm. No, I'm like sweating thinking about how hard it can be. Okay, so Rhodes is born. You yes. have to move back to Nashville and y'all move back to Nashville with Rhodes. And thank God we did. I mean, thank God we moved to Nashville. I mean, it's just like we did. We were like, we're going to move here. We were packing up boxes when he was 10 weeks old. So like he would be sleeping in the swing and I would turn up like the little sound machine and just like slowly pull out the packing tape and be like, Shh, like quietly packing while my baby finally slept. And I was like, this is the definition of insanity. <laughs> but one of my my best, best friends, my roomie from Nashville days, mm-hmm. she flew to Nashville. My name, her name's to Julie. LA. Sorry, she flew to LA. Julie Benavides, like an earth angel. She's a nurse at Williamson. She said, I'm coming to Na- I'm coming to LA. And she helped us pack up our apartment. She watched roads. She knows I'm a nervous flyer. When there was tur- like turbulence, she held roads for me on the plane, changed his diaper, like 
she flew back to Nashville with me with my boy while Brennan and my brother-in-law JD um, drove. JD the, sold us our house. Love JD. Drove back to drove like all of our things back to to Nashville. Wow, she so just knew you needed that. She was just like a godsend. But um, I kind of got derailed there. Where was I going with all that? So Rhodes is born. You're moving back to Nashville. You have the yes. support system. You're moving back to Nashville for the support system because you know you need it now. You've flown. You've been free. You've had this like absolute dream of an L.A. experience that you knew you needed. It's been great. You had it and you're ready to close that chapter. You Five it years. Time. It was great. And mm-hmm. it was time to move on. And you knew it was time to move back. And you always knew you were going to move back to Nashville, too. We felt it. We were like, You always said that. You yeah. said we'll be back. Always. Yeah. And we were, we knew we would come back to Nashville, but always have LA on the radar. Like, mm-hmm. cause we would go four times a year before the pandemic, just back and forth, you know, every couple of months mm-hmm. we write with people out there, but yeah, we knew we wanted to land in Nashville. We have roots here. We have great family and friends. I'm from Indiana. Like it's like a couple of hours to drive up there, you know? So yeah, we knew when we came back. Okay. So now let's talk about the journey with Rhodes. Because let's talk about it. You were on such a musical journey for Ugh. pursuing that for so long. And then Rhodes came and it took you on a completely different journey. Completely different journey. Completely different road. Everything, no, no pun intended, Rhodes. No pun intended. It literally, Rhodes rocked our world. Rhodes rocked our world. And in a lot of good ways and a lot of very, very challenging ways. Okay. Let's talk about it. Where do we start? Let's start at the beginning. Dig into when the bravery. Did it, when did it, and this is a very brave conversation because yes. Kara has never been on a podcast and Mm-mm. you have been on this journey with Rhodes now. He's five and a half, right? Yeah. That's what you just said. Yeah. And you've been on this journey with him. You knew something was going on mm-hmm. when? I want to say about a year and a half was when we kind of knew that When he was a year was and a half old. Yeah, when he was a year and a half old. What was happening? He wasn't talking as much as, you know, typical year to year and a half year olds do typically talk. He he was still like super sweet and affectionate and loving and all those yummy things that you want, but there was like a disconnect and there was no sleep and no consoling and you know, a lot of things that people are like, oh, what are you talking about? Like this is fine. Like this works for us. Nothing would work for Rhodes. To calm him down. To calm him down, to get him to sleep, um, to just help him like fall into a rhythm mm. and that all kind of started happening around a year to a year and a half. So then what did you, did something perk up in you and you're like, this something's off, like it's not off, but some, there's something that we need to dive deeper into. Like, did you realize that like, this wasn't just like a baby not sleeping, that there's something else? My husband was the one who kind of was like, I just, I swear that there's something wrong. I think that there's something going on here. You know, and I don't want to say wrong because there's nothing wrong. It's just right. something. But but he, but yeah. I'm not trying to throw yeah. Brennan under yeah, yeah, the bus. Yeah. But he was the one mm. was like, into oh no, no, me either. He, yeah, he's a great father. He's aware of his son. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, he was like, it feels not wrong. I shouldn't say wrong. But I know. Just something feels off. Something needs to be yeah off addressed. Yeah, addressed. And so I, being the mom, was like oh my gosh, stop it. Like, look at all the things he is doing. Mm-hmm. I was focusing, I'm such a fo- like positive, positive, forward thinking, like half glass full, you know? I, I just was only focusing on all the things that he was doing right. Mm-hmm. And Brennan was like, I understand he's doing all these wonderful things, Kara, and you're an amazing mom and he's an amazing child. We love him, but there's something going on. Mm-hmm. And so Brennan was the one who thankfully was the one who was like, we should go get his hearing tested. We should go get him evaluated. We need to check him out because it just seems like something's off Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. 
So what happened? How did you start the testing process? So we went to to Vanderbilt and they did, they were like, okay, we can just test his hearing if you want first, or we can do um, hearing a test for hearing and autism if you want to do both just because like sometimes a wait list is like six months let's just knock knock it out of the park like if it's not this and we know and we'll just move on right so I was like whatever how do you test for autism it's a whole like lengthy process where you go in um we went in with like a lady and they tested hearing his hearing first and he passed his hearing completely fine which is a gift I'm grateful that his hearing's fine but then they go in and it's like it's pretty traumatic. Like you don't realize it, but like you go into a room and somebody is like just doing all these different things and like putting out toys and like seeing how the kid interacts with the therapist or whatever. And then they bring the mom over and they're like, okay, like Rhodes, um, it's been so long. It's been like three years, but like, let's see if Rhodes will like hand you the toy and look into your eyes, like silly little things you wouldn't even think about. And these are things that I, as a mother, wasn't even thinking to look for and so I'm sitting in this room with Brennan behind me with a lady with my little like two-year-old and he's like not doing things in front of my eyes and I'm just realizing minute by minute I'm like oh 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 that's not good like everything is checking the box for autism everything yeah Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. And then how do you feel when you start to realize that this is probably his diagnosis? The clock was on the wall and it was ticking louder and louder and louder. And I just remember Brennan sitting behind me and they were like, you know, you know, he would like grab my face and like touch my face, but then look away. And I'm like, oh, that's how he loves me. But like he wasn't doing it the right way. It's it was a moment where where I just was sitting there like he is like they're gonna tell me I know they're gonna tell me something that I'm not gonna want to hear and there's nothing that I can do about it I just have to sit here and wait for the next moment and the next question and the next task or the next test and it was pure torture pure torture for a mother to sit there and have to like be doing that in general you know with their child when you should be at home like snuggling on the couch or feeding him like a little yogurt snack you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying it was it was like so did they give you the diagnosis that day um it was i want to say an hour long and then they went into the different room and we just sat in the room with Rhodes for like 30 minutes and we played with him and we were hanging out while we waited and they did come back that day and said that everything looked like basically all signs point to an autism diagnosis and i honestly like i just sobbed forever I really did for like forever. I just sat in there and Brennan. What did you feel? Literally hopelessness. Like the most, I've never felt that kind of feeling in my entire life. Did you feel hopeless because you, you felt like at the time you couldn't do anything to help him or because all of a sudden, because we have this idea of what motherhood is going to be like. And all of a sudden now it's like, Oh my gosh, I like, you don't know how to walk into this next, this next, it's like a forest and you don't know how to walk into it. There's all of those things for sure. But like the number one thing is you feel like I don't, I can't fix this. Like, how can I fix this? Even though you don't feel like your child's broken, there's like a combination of polar opposite feelings where you're feeling so absolutely desperate and heartbroken. And at the same time, he's still the same child that walked in here you know, before diagnosis and he's still roads. So I'm just now he has a title. And I remember in the beginning, you were so reluctant to use the word autism. You're like, I am not, you're like, I'm not going to put this title on this. Like I'm not going to fully accept this. I'm going to move forward and Mm -hmm. I'm going to find education and outlets. But like you did not want to title it. And I love that. And I get that because a title kind of that way, but a title is so like, like, like we're talking about who gets to make the rules for, yeah, what were we even talking about? I don't life, know. Just like, just like our hair, <laughs> our hair. Yeah. Who gets to make the rules for hair? It's like, who gets to make the rules for these titles, you know? And that's how you felt. It's like, I'm not going to fully accept this title. And so right. tell me about your journey because you have been on a journey to find outlets to help him. Yes. Learn in a way that he can receive it. Well, he's five and a half and he was diagnosed right at two. So this is like crazy to even, to even be talking about this because I have been so careful and like, working behind the scenes to be protective. And I just, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I'm like you, like a title is so 
crucial and it's such a pivotal moment for somebody anything like even in high school and someone's like oh that's the cool crew or oh that's like the losers or those are the nerds it's like it sticks it with you separates people and it sticks with you forever and it's the main it problem is it stings and it burns and it separates and it makes people form some kind of opinion before they even know the person and it makes you form an opinion about yourself yeah and it's just it's so it's such a disservice mm-hmm. and you know, all this time I've been fight, fighting to find my son and he has, I've been fighting for his voice. I know I'm probably going to cry 30 times today. So just get ready. <laughs> but if he doesn't have a voice, how can I tell the whole world that he has autism? That's not his, I, I can't, sh- I can't tell. It, it felt so wrong to like, just say that for him when he hadn't even had a chance to fight for himself. Does that make sense? It's like just because you were the authority figure, the older person, the caretaker, you knew in your heart that it wasn't your story to tell. It's Rhodes has his own story to tell and you wanted him to be able to tell it how he wanted to. Yeah. Wow. It's it's like the most profound love. You didn't want to speak that title over him. No. that's not you want him to have a say in it yes and I know I know his potential and he's so so brilliant and so smart and he understands every single thing you just had to unlock a way for him to speak it and communicate it I've been chipping away at like a stone for so long and like I'm getting to the middle and that's me finding I've been on this journey to find my son and it's been insane it's been insane. So where did you even Caroline. start? You get the diagnosis and now he's two. So what do you do with this? Like, what do you do with this? I just remember going to the car, putting him in his car seat and sobbing in the parking garage. It's also overwhelming because now you know you have to enter this whole new world that you have no yeah, idea how no to clue. enter. And I only knew one other person that, that had a child on the spectrum. So literally, I went into survival mode and I went into like research, research, research research, fight for my kid, whatever I can do, whatever diet works, whatever, you know, supplement, anything and everything I could get my hands on. I did all the reading, all the books. I was fighting for him. And I feel like it robbed me of a lot of time because I wasn't just getting to like snuggle with my kid. I mean, I did all those things too, but like I was literally like in survival mode of fighting against the clock. Because, because it's a time thing. They say like, oh, if they don't talk by the time they're such and such, I'm not even going to say what age, but uh-huh. like six or whatever, then they'll never talk. They put all these things out there that you're just like. That if you, because your child has this diagnosis, if you don't get to this landmark yeah. by a certain time, then you're then screwed. Then you're screwed. Yeah. That's terrifying. You're already terrified enough. Imagine. And now you have to reach certain milestones at a certain time. Yes. The and pressure. you're a first time mom. Like, and you're alone because people aren't necessarily always talking about this. No. And you don't feel like you want to just like say, hey, guess what? My, my kid just got this diagnosis. Like, I don't even have the energy to say the A word uh-huh. because you're scared to say it because it's more real. Uh-huh. You're just literally like paralyzed by fear and also simultaneously fighting for your kid because he can't do it himself. Mm-hmm. I am literally his number one advocate. So mm-hmm. I was in like survival mode, fight mode. The trenches. The, tr- the lowest trench of my life. Like, and also like not getting to like just celebrate the fact that I'm a first time mom and like just be with my sweet child and like go out into the world. I was like, we've got shit to do mm-hmm. and we're losing time. So it was all hands on deck. So what did you do? I realized that he needed to be on a gluten-free and dairy-free diet. I read read all this research on how important that is because inflammation is so prevalent in um, 
a child's body that has autism for whatever reason I don't know but so we started doing and I just did all this we started taking out gluten taking out dairy and for a two-year-old that's really hard because they're picky eaters they want the macaroni and cheese they don't want the vegan stuff yeah but I introduced like these amazing um this this doctor he's a medical medium instagram account and he has this huge recipe about a brain detox which sounds so intense but like super antioxidants spirulina smoothies wild blueberries um all these just phenomenal resources to help i was just trying to i thought i needed to detox him because i didn't know what was going on maybe there could be like was it lead poisoning or metal poisoning or like or or like mold mold yeah you thought maybe like in la y'all had an apartment that was moldy like there could be mold in there because that was also a link to all this so you were just you were saying anything that could be linked to this, we're going to detox. Yes. And that's what we did. And he was so sweet and like he did all the things, but it was a long journey of guessing, mm-hmm. trial and error. With a two-year-old. With a two-year-old. Yeah. Also trying to like still work on our music to pay the bills. Like it was a full-time job on top of another full-time job. And it, your emotions are at a hundred with both. Yeah. At a million. Yeah. So then when did you start to finally feel like you were making progress? Like when did you finally feel like, okay, I'm actually chipping away. I'm actually seeing yes. that this all of my research and mm-hmm. heart and soul and this work in the trenches, I'm making progress. What yeah. was it that made you feel like you were moving in the right direction? Brennan and I always talk about how we don't know what com- what came first. Like if it was all the therapies, like the speech, the occupational therapy, the... Because um, you got him in school or like a different we, kind of school. Yeah, we got him in a, in a school over at Vanderbilt that, that's like for autism that like focus on primarily speech. What is this called? So if someone else is looking for this kind of school, what is it called? Um, The Bill Wilkerson Center. It's um, the the school for autism there and they're phenomenal, but they, they primarily focus on speech. So Rhodes, see, here's the thing is like, if someone wants to say, I was so nervous. I was like, is Caroline going to ask me what autism is? And I was going to be like, I don't know, Caroline. (laughs) Seriously. It's like one of those things. What is it? It's, It's a spectrum. Well, because that's the thing. It's so, I've been on this journey for so long and I don't even know the actual, like the definition is bullshit because literally if you met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. There's the spectrum is so broad and so unique. It's beautiful, but it makes it so challenging because every seat, like every situation is so different. Mm. So Rhodes, his primary um, hurdle is speech. He knows, like he'll, if we're talking to him, you'd be like, hey Rhodes, what's up? How are you doing? You're so handsome. He'd be like, (laughs) he knows what you're saying. He's so smart. He is flying through all the things at school. Like he's brilliant. He's, He's brilliant. It's very hard for him to get what's in here out here in his brain out of his it's mouth. like a carousel like the words are there and he he's sees like, all the pictures which and one he is sees it? it all yeah which is frustrating say. yeah so we're teaching him how to get those things out and it's coming and he has words and he is verbal but how do you get how do you teach him that so reducing inflammation helped and you were saying when when did i see progress i i noticed when we reduced inflammation when we did a gluten-free diet which is why i'm so happy to be here because i can help i hope i can help people if they have a diagnosis, if they're hiding in the shadows like I was and not telling the whole world because they're afraid of people judging their child, inflammation reduced so much And progress. that was taking the gluten out and taking the dairy out. Taking the gluten out, taking the dairy out, supplementing with um, vitamins because there's a lot of deficiencies in children with autism where they're lacking a lot of things, magnesium, folate, vitamin C, vitamin D, 
a thousand of these just wonderful, yummy supplements that can like fill them, fill their well back up. Is there a particular website that you went to or <clears throat> is this all over the place? There, it's all over the place, but um, the brand Seeking Health. Seeking Health. Seeking Health. A very clean, gluten-free line. The doctor is, he's a doctor. He's phenomenal. I've even been taking his prenatals and his prenatals are even geared toward preventing autism. Wow. So like high levels of choline, which you don't think to take high levels of folate, not folic acid. Folic Mm. acid is the synthetic man-made version of folate. Who knew? So the folate is the green that you see in like your broccoli or your kale. That yummy, richy goodness, that's better for a person's body to break down than folic acid, which in all prenatals, women are like, take your folic acid. It's like, you need the folate. The folate is going to be really good for the brain, for the neurological system. Like that's... All those things are going to be really beneficial to help preventing autism, which even though we don't know what causes it, we know what can help kind of like lessen those chances. Okay. So I think all of those things, in addition to, we did a whole year long detox program with um, a naturopath in Franklin with Rhodes. And we did all of these tests, all these panels. It was miserably painful. What is a naturopath? They don't go like, you know, like... The best way to describe it is there's nothing wrong with Western medicine. I think it's phenomenal. I think that, you know, vaccines have saved the world. I think that you each body is is its own person. Everyone's different. What Rhodes is, his body can't handle certain toxins and it can't expel certain things. So when we went to a naturopath, the naturopath doctor looks at the body and instead of just like saying, oh, you're sick, let's put a Band-Aid on it. They look at the root cause and they say, well, let's look at the reason behind this. What's the reason? Why does Rhodes have inflammation in his body? It's like a more natural, holistic approach Getting, instead to Instead of it. just like trying to patch, it's like trying yes. to actually get to the, like you said, the root cause. Yeah. Which How patching do do things that? up is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that Western medicine is not amazing. Give There's me some Tylenol. There's a place for both for each individual. Because let me tell you, like when I went to this naturopath, he did all these tests. Like they did a urine sample, a stool sample, a bl- like blood draw. Mm-hmm. Which let me tell you, that's not fun for a two or a no. five year old. No. But they found all these things that are that could be contributing to autism, like deficiencies, deficiencies, um, mold toxicity. Which we don't know. I mean, every house has a small degree of mold to it. It's like in our air. It's mm-hmm. it's like completely difficult to just completely get away from. Mm-hmm. But we there's like it was almost. It feels like after all the things we learned from the naturopath, it feels like there was a perfect storm maybe for Rhodes developing his autism just with like the mold toxicity and his body in particular. And this might be a little bit of a hot topic. I'm not saying I'm against this. So let me just say that his body in particular does not tolerate vaccines. Well, yes, hers might. Well, and I've also like just to hit this hot topic. It's hard. I have, um, I have talked to other people before where it's like, it's not that vaccines are bad, but it's like certain vaccines trigger something in someone when you get that vaccine, it unlocks what was already there. And so the Mm vaccine, it's not necessarily the vaccine, but it's like it triggers something and the combination unlocks something that could. It's like the perfect storm. Uh And that's what I want to be really careful with saying, because I think that, like some of those vaccines, like they've saved the world, like saved so many lives of COVID. I think they're great. Yes. But after knowing what I know, 
Rhodes was diagnosed with an MTHFR gene mutation, which I'm going to shout this from the rooftops because I'm so, I'm just now realizing like how important it is. Like 40% of people actually have this genetic SNP and it's called, it's the MTHFR gene mutation. Why we don't talk about it before we get pregnant, why we don't talk about it while we're pregnant or while we're considering, you know, what, how do you even know about what is it? Well, you can find it like if you do the what is it the, the like the mom does the test? Yes, but it what is the, the swab like the 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 gen the gene? Oh, when you test to see if you have like genetic stuff? Yes, genetic testing. Yes, forty percent of people have this SNP, and you can live fine with it. It's not a big deal, but like the symptoms, some of the symptoms are really mild, like you're prone to getting headaches or you have dark circles under your eyes or you're tired. Those are symptoms of having an MTHFR gene mutation. Do you have it? I have one copy. And you copy. have migraines all the time. Yes. But I have one copy. Brennan has one copy. So what does that mean? Rhodes has a double MTHFR gene mutation. And the only way to describe this is that his naturopath said, if there are 10 lanes in a freeway flowing, your, your freeway is flowing. All 10 lanes are flowing fine. Caroline's fabulous and Cruising. doing great, right? Rhodes has four out of the 10 lanes that are flowing freely because of this gene mutation. So what happens? You live in a house with a little bit of mold toxicity that gunks up one more lane. Mm. You throw in a little bit of maybe one of the vaccines gunked it up a little bit more. It makes it really challenging for Rhodes body in particular to expel toxins mm. as opposed to somebody who doesn't have that mutation. It's like, whatever, like I'll get a vaccine or I'll, I'll you know, it's fine. It's fine. No triggers happen. That's why no triggers happen. And that's great. But everybody's different. Right. And I didn't know that. So how would we test ahead of time to know these things? Like, how do you? I mean, some of these things are probably pricey, but I mean, there are, I know that, what is that thing called? The Yumian 3 or the, the one genetic testing that people send off their, their, their ancestry mm. um, to like see if they have like long So like the way you could test for the MTHFR is to see if the parents have it. Yes. And if the parents have it, could you have tested when Rhodes is born to see if he had this? Probably so. Okay. But they don't, this isn't common knowledge. No, they don't yeah. talk about it. We don't deep dive into anyone's body. No. And until it, there's a problem. It's important until there's a problem right. and they're like, oh, this was a problem. It could have been, you know, it could have mm -hmm. been like alleviated or whatever. So that is where all of us comes together of knowing like his body needs different things and his body doesn't tolerate certain things. And knowing that we can reduce all of these things that inflame his body, I've seen such leaps and bounds in his vocabulary and his, his like temperament and his frustrations because he's centered and he's more calm now. And whew, it's been a journey. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash father to get $50 off the 
best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian. Premium cocktails on demand. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. I remember you and I had breakfast. I'm going to cry. You and I had breakfast. We were at, uh, was it the Margo or like that place? Marche. Marche. And you said, Rhodes looked me in the eye and said, I love you today or something like that. You said, you don't know how much that means to me because so many parents take that for granted that their kids can just say that and convey that message. But you said, Rhodes, that has been hard hard and a process to get there and him yeah. doing it meant so much because oh God, yeah. it's such a journey to hear those words out of his mouth and that mm-hmm. connection with your eye contact and I was like God yeah yeah I mean and even mama like I don't get that every day and that's really crazy it's that was one thing that I was like I really have to make sure people realize that when they hear my story is my child walked up to me maybe a month ago and he looked at me and he goes, mama. And he's five. He's five years old. And that was one of the few times that he said it intentionally. He can say it back to me. If I say Rhodes, say mama, he'll be like mama, but on his own unprompted, those moments are few and far in between. And when he says it, I literally am like, this is the most amazing moment of my life. And People complain about their kids talking their ear off all the time. It's a natural thing for parents to be like, oh my gosh, my kids just like, just won't stop. You know, it's like, you some would, people, what you would do to have that. I'm fighting for that. And he's getting there. I'm like seeing that light, but those moments are so special. And he like pointed to Brennan. He was like, it's dad. You know, it's like, this is such a beautiful gift from God. I will never, ever, like nothing else matters to me, like a gold record on the wall. Like a, a, you know, like it's all, it puts so much into perspective. Just so much into perspective. And so, yeah, when he said he loved me that day, it was just like, what a gift. Like, And to think about his little heart, like he wants to say these things. He, You know, he's such a loving, such a sweetie. sweet angel. He wants to say them. I mean, it's just... 
It's a journey for That's sure. That's why I, like, you fighting for him and like all of the parents out there who are in this journey, it is so hard because like you said, every story is different. It Everyone is. is different on what their needs are within mm-hmm. this spectrum. Everyone has, everyone's body has different needs. And so it's just like uncovering this mystery and ch- mm-hmm. chipping away at the stone. Like you said, that's such a beautiful like visual. It is such a full-time commitment. You have to have so many resources. You have to have so many people like who are can help you. Yeah. It is so hard. So you can see why so it is so frustrating as a parent when you don't know where to start and you don't feel like you have a resource. Right. What do you want to tell parents who are in this journey who feel hopeless, who feel like you? What do you want to tell them? How do you get started? Where do you go? How do you feel like there is hope? There's so much hope. There's so many things I want to say, but the number one thing that I want to start off by saying is that you start off by thinking it's completely hopeless. Hmm. That's normal. Don't feel bad. Don't feel feel bad. bad. Don't feel bad about it. You think that it's going to be just like, this feels like a death sentence, but it turns into, even though it is a very, very hard journey, I will not sugarcoat it. It turns into such a beautiful thing that eventually you'll find yourself stronger more appreciative. You'll find these moments where your child will surprise you and show up in so many ways that you never thought could possibly imagine. Like you wouldn't, you would never expect that certain things to happen. You find these magical moments when you don't stop fighting for your kid, which no parent will stop fighting for their child, obviously, but like you'll just, you'll, you'll find yourself surprised. In those moments, do you feel God? You do feel God. There are moments when you feel like God has left you and that's that's very natural. But there are moments when he shows up and you're like, you know, he's been here all along. I've just been so desperate. I haven't been able to hear him. Mm. But the main thing is that there are so many moments when I wish I had told more people I needed like support. Really? And that is such a big one because I was in like protective mode. Of roads, of roads, and you didn't want to put this title out there. And I, I didn't want a that. title. I didn't want Sympathy, anyone to feel sorry, sorry for, for us. Him. I don't want us to be treated differently. And I you wanted didn't want to that feel for, normal. But it's for roads. You didn't want that yeah. on him. And I did. Such a protective mama. I am a mama bear, but also I want parents to know, like they should tell their people. They have to because we told like a few friends, like you and Michael. We told you guys. I just now am like starting to like openly talk to like the other girls about it, but like it wasn't like a big thing that people just knew to talk about. Mm -hmm. It was behind the scenes. Like everybody knew, but we just didn't talk about it. And when you don't tell people what you're going through, you're fighting it alone. And it, you already feel like you're on an Island. Not everybody has autism. It's, it's a journey. I want these parents to know, tell your people that you love so that they can love on you. And even if it sucks, even if it's like, I don't know what to say. What do I say? Like, what do people say to you? Like, they're they're not going to know what to say. And that's okay. Just by knowing that people know that you're going through a really hard time, that they can be there for you, even if they don't know the the right thing to say, is so much better than secluding yourself. Because I feel like in protecting roads, I have secluded myself because I've been fighting in the trenches alone. Mm. And it's not a it's not a journey to be fought alone. Like you need people in your tribe to fight with you. And we have that now. And like 
we love our, our family and our friends who are there for us. But there was a moment where people couldn't be there for us. Why? Because we didn't let them. That's so profound. And it's, and it's so real. It's so real. And it's and I get so it, important. Kara. I get it. Cause when you're in that, like, and you, like we've talked about so much of this yeah. podcast, like you are so intentional, you are so about manifesting and the soul and all that. And like, you didn't want to put that on roads, Mm-mm. but what you're now you're saying is what I'm hearing you say is actually supporting yourself with the people that you trust and love. And it's not yeah. like everyone needs to be in this inner circle, right? It's like having the people that, you know, love you, that, you know, love roads that, you know, want the best for your life. Right. To be there because we want the like your the best for your life, but like the best for the people that you love's life also includes the worst moments. I know. You know, like you can't have the best without the worst. And that's what true love is with it, whether it's your spouse, Ugh. whether it's your friends, whether yeah. it's your family, like true love is the best and the worst. Mm-hmm. And doing it together. Yeah. We have to be in community. But we have to be in community. We We need it. We can't survive on our own. We can't survive on our own because then we create all these stories in our minds that we live in and these dark shadows. But when you can share it, then all of a sudden you can help someone else. Someone else can say, oh my God, that's my story too. I've been so alone and so desperate. I know. And now I can like feel like I can take a breath, you know? A thousand percent. I know. Yeah. I just hope that that can help somebody, you know, that's I'm alone so proud in the of journey. You, Kara, this is such a brave moment for you to share Ooh, this. I How have you felt having to share this? Not having to share this, but gearing up for this because this is a big well, we've moment. We've talked for you. about it for a few for years. years. I've been like, Kara, anytime yeah. you want to come on the podcast, tell me when no, you're ready. I mean, this is three and a half years of a journey of me not telling hardly. I mean, I haven't done anything. I've thought about different ways. I've been like, you know, I wrote a song called... You felt like it had to be a big moment. I You've felt like it had to be a big moment. You've always you had to make moment. a big moment. Yeah. Until a big moment yeah. and a big stage yeah. could happen where you can really like end it all and Seriously. cure it all and like have this, like not cure, but like have this moment of perfection. Have a foundation to help autism. And yes. I'm like, this is going to take me 10 years. I have all these dreams, but like, so I, like you said, I wrote a song about it. It was like the most vulnerable song and it's it called? called Cry. And it literally, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a photo shoot and it's going to be like all this and it's about Rhodes' diagnosis. And it's like... This I have to make a, it a moment. It's not about me. Right. It's not about me. But it's hard to know that because it is about you because it's your life and right. you're on your own journey with it. Yeah. But you're doing it selflessly for the benefit and the betterment of roads. But it is also about you because yeah. it is your life, but it's not about you. So yeah. it's hard because you have to be completely selfless. Yeah. And so like you have to put your feelings and everything <laughs> completely on the back burner, which is girl. that not the biggest connection to God? It's the greatest connection. <sighs> but it's like... I- you have to put all of your stuff like on. It's all about roads. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's all about you finding all the ways to help roads. So it's like you've devoted your whole life. It's so much to deal with. It's and a lot to process. <laughs> so I kept putting it back. I'm like, oh, okay. And you're like, anytime you want, Kara, we'll talk about it. And I was like, well, when I'm re- like, when I have something to offer people, like when I have something to help change the world, I'm. And you're like. You're like, it has to be tangible. It yeah. has to be like, I have to make this box or that, that I can like send to parents. Yes. Or I have to have a song or I have I to. I know. But really, you have a story. And that's what you made me realize. And I literally had zero nerves coming today. I just, I was just, while I was getting ready, I was just like kind of, I cried like three times because I'm like, I have never told this story and it's healing. And I just want to get it out there. If it can help one person then that's going to do some good in the world, you know? And I want to get that energy out before Liv. before she gets here. I want to have all positive 
things coming our way. And also for people to know, like, well, where have you been the last three years? Like I've been like behind the scenes, like fighting to find my child. And if somebody else is also doing that same quietly behind the scenes, like I want them to reach out to me if they want support, if they want a friend, if they want resources. Where can they, they find you? They can find me on Instagram. Tell us your handle and spell your name because you have a very special, <laughs> like you have a beautiful, Kara, but you spell it with an H. I mean, my Instagram is just Kara Lord. It's K-H-A-R-A-L-O-R-D. And a lot of it's going to be like music stuff. A lot of it's going to be baby bump stuff. And you're going to see Kara and you're going to see like, this is one of the most beautiful people you've ever seen. You have such a unique oh look. Gosh, like girl. I've always told you this. You are such a, like a girl, unique beauty. Like when you see you, you don't forget your face. You have this like vibe and you and Brennan together, like y'all have such oh, a vibe. You were so you're sweet. You're such a, just like, but it's not just like, not like y'all are just like beautiful on the outside to look at because y'all are, but there's like this uniqueness that just flows through you that has uh, always flowed through you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I just, I, I, I'll take it. I feel so honored that you mm. would trust this, me and this podcast to share this story because I, this is such an incredible <sighs> thing to share with your heart. And I get having to get it out. Like mm-hmm. I feel that to my core. Like I have to get things out of me when I know, and you knew it like, again, you know, you knew you needed to get this out fully. Not that you haven't started to share, but you needed to fully share it before you enter into this new Mm -hmm. chapter with Liv. It's crazy. It's like the most perfect timing and it's Valentine's day. It's love. It's all just, I I truly can't even believe we had this conversation. I mean, I've thought about it. I feel so good. Do you feel like any kind of like, how do you like, like you're no. going to call me and be like, Oh my God. No. Okay. I, I, I thought I would be sobbing the whole time, but it feels like very therapeutic and just like, it didn't have to be this grand thing. Like it's, it's going to help somebody, even if it helps one person. I mean, it just helped me. So if that's one person that it helped, then <laughs> it helped me too, because you know what else this did for me? It made me realize once again, this podcast, I get to talk to incredible people all with different stories that we are all walking a story and we are all sometimes in the trenches. Ugh. Sometimes like you're in LA living golden rays, you're roller skating down, being played all your music on Ryan Seacrest, like your songs everywhere, every gas station. There you are getting played. You're on the video literally carries on roller skates, like floating around singing gold rays, <laughs> jumping into a pool, living that life. And there are seasons where we are Ugh. flying high and living just as light as a bird. Yeah. And then there are seasons when we are deep, deep, deep in the trenches and feeling like desperate we don't have a way out. And how ironic that you went from golden rays to the depth of the trenches and it can flip on a dime like that. It can. And it's all blessings because you have this child that's coming into your life that's blessed you and it's like you're blessed, but then it's also you have the hardest challenge of your life you've ever experienced. And it's like you go from one extreme to the other to the, and it, that is life. Yeah. And that is the journey. And that is the road that we all have to journey down and everybody's road is different and there is nothing to be ashamed about to, like you said, sharing these stories. Like it is so important to share the stories when we feel called to share them. Right. Because that is how we heal and we all have things to heal from. That's our common bond. That's like going to remind us that we're all on this together and that nobody is nobody has this perfect experience. No, we all are going through things. And if we don't share them and lean on each other, then how can we get through? We can't. And we make each other better and stronger. And then you realize things that you thought were like a a death sentence or something so hard to deal with in the beginning actually become a blessing. And you're able to bless so many people. 
Ugh, girl, you were just hitting the nail right on the head. It's so true. I'm so proud of you, Kara. Thank you, girl. And I feel like Ugh. this is so divine. The timing too. is vi- divine. Okay, so tell me what you are calling in for this new chapter. Because you're this is your your excel you're expelling like this one part of your journey and now you're entering into a new chapter. Live is coming. Tell me what you're calling into your existence right now. Just healing. Going through another pregnancy was such a like just a leap of faith. Being nervous about having another child on the spectrum, letting it all go and just diving in and saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but she is coming. I know she's going to be here. This is, I am, I'm wanting a healing, beautiful journey. I love that it's a girl. It's the different journey. We've had, we've had a boy, we have a girl, like there's not going to be comparison. It's going to be her own journey, Rhodes journey, both beautiful journeys. But I just am like proclaiming, I want a healing journey. I've heard so many people a friend of mine's daughter um, has Down syndrome. And the day she told me that that she had Down syndrome, she was sobbing. And a few years later, here we are, and she's like, this has actually been the greatest gift of my entire life. She's even easier than like my neurotypical son, right? But she said the thing about her second child, he was completely neurotypical and fine, but it was healing for her in so many ways that she didn't even realize she needed. And I'm just hoping that this journey with her heals the broken parts of me that I've kind of like dealt with along the way. I'm not saying that this was going to be better and it's just a different journey, but I'm, I'm accepting and embracing this new season of like a breath of fresh air of, I, I really just want to like, okay, so say it, let's say it as an affirmation. Let's speak it as into existence. What is the proclamation you want to say? Like, just like your mantra, what do you want to say? My about- mantra is that I will have freedom moving forward and I will have healing. I love that. That's, and that's, I know you will. That's, that's happening. I know it is. I, I'm going to live it. it up. I feel it. Live it To up. my toes. I have full body chills. I know that is happening. <sighs> and I know that this season of healing is coming into your life. And Liv Ugh. is not only here to be a blessing for her own journey, but she's here to bless your family. She's mm. here to be Rhodes' blessing. She is going to be a healing energy. Ugh. And... It, she's from God and she's she divine is. and she's been coming for a long time. Oh, yes, she and is. And it's perfect timing. I will accept and embrace all of that. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you so I much. I love you Caroline. so much. I always wrap up you. with leave your light, which is what do you want people to know? What do I want people to know? Just open ended. Never, never give up. Never, ever give up and just keep on going after what you believe in your soul. And then you'll never, you'll never fail. Just never stop. Never stop. Never give up. I love you, Kara. I love you too. Thank you so much for sharing the story with me. It means so much to me and it means so much to the listeners. And I just am so thankful that this is where you felt safe to come do this. And to me, this is a big moment. This is a huge moment because this is a release for you. You doesn't have to be some fancy thing. It doesn't have to be wrapped up in a bow because when do we ever wrap life up in a bow? We don't. You can't wrap it up in a bow. So, This is that moment, and I am so thankful to have this with you, and I love you so I love much. You. Thank you for having me. I love you so much, On Caroline. Valentine's Day. It's meant to be. Okay. I, love I, love I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. God bless Liv. God bless Rose. God bless you mm. and Brennan. May you just be healed and blessed for all of your days. Oh, thank you, Carol. I love you. I love you. Bye.
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 